Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Yes. And running the boards is Joey D. Hello. On today's show, we will talk with a man who is making Lego bricks out of waffles. What? Well, this is genius. Making building bricks out of waffles. This <laughs> is very genius. I still like waffles. We will talk a bunch of TV with BJ because, hey, that's what we do. Also, yep. board game reviews. Woo! And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. You can find our blogs, podcasts, and more. More, yes. Or just search for <laughs> BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Exactly. And uh, one of the things that we like to do is go out to places and uh, support our local comic book shops, yep. our local gaming stores. And right now, it's just it's just not possible. You can't do that. And so uh, just if you can, uh, go and check out the websites of your local comic book places or your gaming stores because if you can't go there, there's a lot of times where you can help them out in different ways. I know that with uh, one of the local comic book stores, uh, Destiny City Comics, they're still doing online orders. Um, as of this recording, always subject to change when it comes down to this. For a while, they were doing some curbside pickup. I know with uh, we're hoping eventually that we'll be able to go back and hang out at Mox Boarding House and uh, do games there and get some great food while they're doing that. But they're closed down as well. So dealing with all of this, try to help out your local gaming stores in any way you can. And they're going to help you out too because our buddies at Zulu's Board Game Cafe still offering you games and they'll deliver them to you curbside, drop them off, whatever you want. Uh, they're also making some family dinners. They've always had a great oh. menu anyway, but they're offering like enchiladas as as, as of this airing, enchiladas, Ooh. and they've got a cool uh, Zupa Toscana with baguette. What the hell is uh, a zupa? It's a soup. Salad. It's a oh, salad. yeah, yeah. It's, soup and salad. Yeah, it's a soup. Uh, potato soup. It's a comforting Zupa, zupa is soup. a soupa. That's with right. Spongy <laughs> kale and Italian sausage. Uh, it'll remind you of a hug from your nana. Um, <laughs> But you, yeah, this Nana. is uh, this is a cool thing, man. Uh, so and and it seems like they have a different family meal every night. So check their website. Uh, just uh, do uh, zulusgames.com. There's and, a lot of there's yeah, a lot of gaming the, stores and yeah. stuff like that who oh, serve yeah. food or they'll do things and they're just kind of pivoting right now just to kind of make ends meet. Kind of want to go up there and get some of that. Actually. Well, there you up go, in Washington. Yes. Yeah, take that drive. <laughs> and maybe I don't know. Maybe the board game might be available as well. That I might want to get. Well, if uh, maybe you're not interested in a zoo. But maybe you're interested in eventually getting yourself a waffle maker because waffles are clearly superior to pancakes. Uh, there's no argument there. I'm okay, sorry. No I'm fights. not going to entertain hot any arguments. No hey, hot, wait, hot, <laughs> hot take? No hot pancake take? Pancake take? Waffle take. Anyways. Wow. We've got with us an old friend of uh, actually all of ours who is now a part of a Kickstarter that A, 
is already funded, and B, getting some big celebrity names uh, that are just talking about it because of how excited they are for this. We've got Eric making waffles. Now, I've known this guy for quite a while, but I didn't realize that he was into the uh, waffle making. uh, I I don't even know what kind of, uh, how I can explain this, because you're creating a brick building waffle maker, Eric, how is, what is going on with this, man? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Good to talk to you. It's been a little bit, so it's nice to yeah. chat. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for the, the opportunity here. Yeah. So uh, it's the building brick waffle maker and, you know, instead of just making boring old waffles, you can, you can make, <clears throat> you can make waffles that you can build stuff with. And so, uh, if you look at the Kickstarter that we have going right now, you'll see all of these different builds, you know, ranch houses and cars and little like Lincoln log type cabins and different stuff that we that we put together. And uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a uh, it's it's been a fun project to work on for sure. So if you go to Kickstarter or go to our webpage and just look for the Building Brick Breakfast Waffle Maker from Waffle Wow, already funded, congratulations. This thing has kind of taken the world by storm. And I didn't even realize, because I was getting some Facebook posts about this, and we're friends on Facebook, and I was like, oh, it's because, A, you're posting it, but also, this thing has gone viral. I saw a tweet from Pee Wee Herman who got really, really excited about this. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman tweeted about us, and I was like, "Well, that's it, guys. We can, we're done. <laughs> uh, this is this is we reached the pinnacle. It's it's been incredible. We, uh, you know, we we knew that it would do well. We were we were pretty confident in it because it's a fun product, right? And uh, but but it it skyrocketed really quickly, and so Gizmodo picked it up, and then a bunch of other sites picked it up, and so we. Um, I don't know. I mean, we. I think we've been pe- featured on on upwards of 40, 50 uh, wow. news news and you know aggregator sites and stuff so far. So yeah, it's been nice. And and then you know watching people share it on Facebook. And then I've I've, I've received a number of comments just like just like the one you just made, where it's like somebody says something like, "Oh wait a minute, oh I saw this because you know one of their <laughs> friends was sharing it. Somebody was you know and they're like, oh I saw this on Reddit or whatever, right? So it's it's certainly making the rounds. That's for sure. It's great." And it's one of those things where I don't know about you because you guys are putting it out there and you guys have put it out there. It seems like a no brainer because what it is, is it's a waffle maker that is that is making small little bricks. So you have a couple of longer ones so you can have like a roof to a cabin, but you can even do these smaller ones. So you're building little types of creations. And I mean, even just watching the video or looking at some of the pictures, there are little cabins like you talked about the log cabin. Someone made a car. And I mean, the, the joke on the Kickstarter itself is that you could uh, actually use 70 billion brick waffles to build the Great Pyramid of Giza. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily possible, but there's a lot of things that you can do with this. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, it's not possible, but I did go through <laughs> and I, I, I calculated the volume on uh, on many famous structures, and then uh, and then we did mock-ups on, on some of them just to see, you know, kind of how they would look. And so, yeah, it was kind of fun doing the math on that. But yeah, so the, the unit itself comes and it makes... Um, one by two, one by four, and one by one bricks. So you can you can you know you can build all kinds of different stuff with it. And we're actually doing a thing. Um, so when we got to two thousand backers, uh, we we thought, oh, well, what could we do to 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 celebrate and give people? And so we're we're putting together like a little uh, recipe and construction idea book. And this is going to go free to all the backers. And so oh, amazing. So one of, yeah, it's fun. And so, but we we've, we've solicited ideas from the backers. And they're sending us stuff now where 
um, they're giving us ideas about things to build that we're going to put into the book, right? And uh, and so, so it's pretty fun. And so we, we're getting a lot of cool ideas, and then we're getting a bunch of really good recipes on the on the in the comment section on the Kickstarter page uh, with some really really creative ingredients and and yeah, some fun stuff. So you know, come in, join us, and then you can uh, you know you can be part of the community and and uh, and and help us out with the book and do all this different stuff. So it's fun. One of the, one of the, one of the funny things that it's always, it's like, even you say like build and play with your breakfast food and everyone says, you know, don't play with your food. And then always it comes down to, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. And not only am I going to play with my food, but I'm going to create something to help me play with my food. And that really looks like just like where you guys were going with this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, cause who doesn't, who doesn't want to, it, it hits, one of the, the nice things about this is that it hits the, I don't know, there's, there's two things that are just, you know, humans, we all love, right? And that's eating and creating things, right? I mean, this is, these are just, this is just part of what we are. And, and I think when you, when you can marry up those two desires, um, yeah, you're going <laughs> to hit people right, right this, where they want to get. Yep. And this is the world's first building brick breakfast waffle maker uh, made by Waffle Wow, the building brick waffle maker, the brick waffler, as you've also put on there as well. If you search for Kickstarter or just go to our social media, you'll be able to find it already funded, but it's going to be going through until Friday, April 17th. And then after that, I would have to imagine you guys are going to be wanting to selling more of these as well. We'll yeah, we'll figure out what it what it's gonna look like, you know, post campaign uh, when we get there. Yeah, yeah, but everyone wants to get on that uh, that first level because any pledge will get you the the full add on of the brick building book, the official guide to all of that. And then I mean, you even have base plates, all sorts of different upgrades. So you can do the base pledge, or you can get a whole bunch. It seems like one of those things that might be a worthwhile uh, holiday birthday gift for not only like the kiddos in your life or the people with kiddos, but just all the adult children out there as well. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, because who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, we all have a little kid in us, even if we don't have little kids at home, you know. Exactly, and who doesn't love? I mean, first off, waffles are superior to pancakes in every single way. I know I might. Yeah, (laughs) this might be uh, divisive within uh, uh, all of the geek communities, but uh, they can come at me with that one there. (laughs) No, I think I think we I think I think that debate's been settled for sure. (laughs) I love it, Eric. Thank you so uh, for spending so much time with me, and good luck. I mean, you've already are completely fully funded, so congratulations in under thirty hours, but. Just more kudos, and hopefully everyone out there can get their uh, own little waffle maker. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And again, the Brick Building Waffle Maker still on Kickstarter. Got some days left there. And uh, keep an eye out on that if you want to get them afterwards or get them beforehand. I mean, play with your food. Have some fun with it. Uh, BJ. Yes, sir. Let's talk some TV. Um, quickly, a couple of TV shows that you've been uh, you've been uh, down on or uh, watching. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not down on anything, buddy. <laughs> uh, wanted to uh, hip you to a, a show called uh, Vagrant Queen. It uh, debuted on Sci-Fi not too long ago. I think uh, episode two just dropped last Friday. And uh, it is a new show, uh, Sci-Fi Time. And <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what I think of it. It's ve- it's based on a graphic novel. And oh. it's very, uh, it's very cartoon. 
cartoony, even though it's live action. Uh, I love that they use music from the... They're using, like, music sounds of the 80s. It's not necessarily any 80s music I know, but it sounds like they're getting all their soundtrack from the 80s. Ah. Uh, and maybe even the way they're doing this is from the 80s. And I don't know much about Vagrant Queen and the graphic novel. I don't know if, in fact, that was done back in the 80s or not. But it's definitely going to give you a good 80s vibe, even though it takes place in the massive future. And uh, it's it's a story about, well, a girl whose parents were killed, hunted down by the Republic. Uh, sort of like, uh, I love when they make the Federation not look like good guys uh, when shows like Farscape <laughs> did that. You know, it's definitely the other side of what a Federation of planets could be. And so this Republic doesn't want the uh, monarchy of, uh, of this old school ruling body to actually be in power. So they want to kill everybody who was the king and the queen. But the princess escapes. She hides for 15 years, but they found her. And uh, that, of course, is Alita. And she is the former she's the new queen and so people want her to get back in power she doesn't want any part of this um it's you know way over the top cartoony with even the lines and the dialogue but i think that's intentional and everybody's got regular names which i think is really funny like even the weirdest looking aliens they're like hey greg hey jim and that's to me kind of fun (laughs) as opposed to trying to give them alien names it's like naming a naming your dog steve it's like all right or you know your cat carl yeah, so uh, this was uh, the, uh, Jim Gerard is the person that's directed and brought it to television. And I don't, you know, don't know a whole lot about this universe. I, I didn't read the graphic novel, but I'm going to watch it because I love sci-fi. Yeah, how good is it? I don't know yet. I mean, it's the first episode. The pilot is always a little tough for people in general, uh, but you know, and I also love Killjoys, and so I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> they're they're putting together a crew, and all I can think of is my old Killjoys crew. You oh, know, is it running? Yeah. And, and the main character of Killjoys was a woman this main character is a woman as well so I'm like you're not you know you're not the same as my old buddies um, but I'm gonna give it a shot it's on sci-fi yep. it's fun Fridays at 10 p.m also if you want to you can go to sci-fi.com and you can uh, watch the season one episode one right there see if it's something you like it's just great that the, and the grab I mean it's it's so fun the graphics have improved enough that they can make a really cool space <laughs> show and make it look so weird not a space where you know back in my back in my day back in the day when it was see, just a spaceship oh, on a string yeah it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. What's another show that you're uh, down uh, uh, this is watching? On a- Apple TV Plus, and this is a, this uh, is like an anthology, or I don't know. What do you call ep- uh, shows like The Twilight Zone where all the episodes are different? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't know what you call it. Probably anthology. That sounds about right, It's a right? different story yep. every week. It is an anth- anthology series. And um, so this is another one uh, pretty much like, I mean, Room 404 on HBO, uh, Twilight Zone, and uh, and I'm, I'm spacing on the one. Uh, I think the it was something about the uh, the um, the Philip uh, Philip K. Dick stories that were done oh, on Amazon yeah, Prime, and I yeah, can't remember what the they call that. Love and Robots or uh, Love, Sex well, and that, Robots. Well, that's another one. Oh, that is yeah. a different one, yeah, too. That is a different one, yeah. And, but anyway, it's, it's like that you've got a different story each week and it's really good and uh, this one uh the first episode at least was produced by steven spielberg and okay they got me i have to say it's you know there's one sci-fi element in the first episode called the seller but i tell everybody if you liked the notebook this will make you feel like you're watching a one-hour episode of The Notebook in its own way that's all i'm going to say it's really like it tugged at all the right heartstringy things um, I know my daughter would love this episode. I told you, you got to go watch this. And there's still some sci-fi elements to the story. I was wondering about this show because I'm like, that title seems familiar. This is not a reboot, but a reimagining of an 80s show 
called Amazing Stories, which I remember as a little kid watching and loving because it had that, but it was a little bit more grounded in a reality. Yes. So it was, yeah, there would be some sci-fi elements, but most of the time just fantastical elements. Exactly. It's very, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you go, okay, in order for this story to be happening, all right, there has to be something fantastical that's not something existing in our time right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I've only watched the first episode, The Cellar, and I'm really looking forward to watching more episodes, but it is on Apple TV Plus. Uh, but there are other so good just, shows on if, there if you want to try to get that. And if you just bought yourself an iPhone like a lot of fancy people did, uh, oh, you yeah. should probably have a full year of Apple TV Plus. Which I do. And there you go. And there's a cool show about, you know, like basically if you like The Office and you like video games, there's a whole show called uh, Mythic Quest. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, uh, we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah which uh, of course the always sunny guy, uh, Rob McElhinney. Uh, Mac from, uh, I always say his name wrong. McElhinney? McElhinney. Right. Sure, why not? Mac from Always Sunny <laughs> is the main character of this. And he also, Perfect. I think, co-created it as well. And uh, so there's other, and there's a great show called C with Jason Momoa on there, which is a really cool mm-hmm. sort of dystopian future show. So there's stuff on Apple TV Plus if you if, you know if you want to dig it and check it out. Well, while you're here, BJ, we've got enough time for a board game review. What? Because oh. I know that you're not playing a whole lot of board games. Actually, that's not necessarily true. Really? You've yeah. been able to sneak in some gaming? Well, you know, the kids don't have anything to do. Uh-oh. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm stuck at home, man. <laughs> Hi, Joe. <laughs> yeah. They don't have anything to do, so that's where... Um, you know, they're like, hey, Pop, you got a whole game store over there in your game room. What do you say we play some board games? So actually, every weekend, I've been getting one to two days of board gaming in and getting to bring out some old classics wow. that I haven't played in a long time that, you know, my I know my Candy daughter Land. likes. Not Candyland, but uh, <laughs> King of Tokyo. Oh, nice. Uh, and Yeah, and, and Splendor with the expansions, which I actually never played. I'll, I'll have to talk about that in the future. <laughs> uh, and I also picked up a game because I thought, all right, um, I want to pick up stuff that might be helpful for, for families with their little kids and... And trying to teach them something, but also play some games. Good call. So, so I saw this because I kickstarted a game called um, Extronaut, and I've kickstarted it's a rocket building game, which is also an educational game, but pretty cool. And then I noticed they made another game called Constellations, and that was available now. So I thought, let me check it out. And in one, I would say one phrase you could call this space ticket to ride. I, I've, uh, Ooh, really? Yeah, and. <laughs> Because Sold. yeah, the mechanics you use to make Ticket to Ride happen are basically, you know, you've got to get from point A to point B, and mm-hmm. you've got to do a lot of set collecting of the right kind of train cards to make that happen. Totally. And in Constellations, you want to build, or if you will, I guess, uh, you know, you want to form the constellations in our galaxy. Neat. And in order for you to do that, you have to collect the right kind of stars, of course, because uh, stars make up a constellation. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the really pretty game where you have these hex tiles with our constellations, and they're beautiful on one side. They're blue like the night sky, beautiful cartoon drawings on there. And uh, they also have embossed glow-in-the-dark stars that they put on there that show you the pattern of the constellation. It just be like uh, what you would put up on the, uh, on your, on the ceiling of your room when you're a little kid, yeah. if you're fortunate enough to get those glow-in-the-dark stickies. And uh, th- this was a 2018 Mensa Select winner, so you're, you can learn something from this. Oh. Uh, but it's also an easy game to play, because I said it's like Space Ticket to Ride. Uh, it, it's basically, you just you know, you know have three things you can do in your turn. You can, you can draft a card from the star deck, which will help you pay for this constellation you want. Mm-hmm. You can reserve a constellation hex, just that way nobody will take what you're trying to work on, because they all have a cost. Good call. You know, you got to have X amount of stars, and you're trying to get those stars. And then the third thing you can do on your turn, out of the one things you can do, you can only get one action. <laughs> 
is you get to and then form the constellation. And you get bonus points for putting it adjacent to other constellations if you're lucky enough to do it. You also have these these cool, colorful patterns that are on the perimeter of the constellation hexes. And if you match them the right way, there's even more points. And so it's it, there's a lot of different things that kids can do to figure out how to play this game. Oh, and adults. Uh, <laughs> there's an advanced version you can play. So if the, if the simple version is just too simple, you can adjust how long it can go. It can go anywhere from 30 to 90 minutes. That's up to you. And uh, Joey and Sarah and, and my daughter daughter's boyfriend got to play this game and and uh so joey what did you think of uh constellations yeah it was a lot of fun uh i won. well i tied to for for the win with uh that my helps a lot. boyfriend yeah that helps a lot so that doesn't you know it doesn't uh, hurt <laughs> the old uh, chances of me liking it but uh yeah it was fun easy to pick up really quick uh the board that you create because it gets uh, built upon tiles is uh, actually really fun because all the different constellations kind of start melding with each other. Oh neat. So that's cool. Uh I definitely would recommend it and uh, on the day that I won was National Joe Day and I did not lose a board game that day. <laughs> National Joe Day literally was his day. That was nuts. I was like, wow, he's going to win every He is not going to lose any games today at what all. If there's a National Rev Day. That's only Check those, it out. those will be the only days that I, I play board was, games with y'all. That was your birthday May the 4th be with you. Oh today. you're right. Yeah. You're man. right, but those are all just Star Wars games. Oh we could play this because it's in the stars. There you go. <laughs> so you can try to find this at your uh, friendly local game store. It plays two to four players. It also has a solo version, also has team version. Also, the rule book has a stargazing guide as well as a stargazing crossword puzzle. Wow. Lots of fun facts. There are fun facts on the star cards. So while you're waiting for your turn with your star cards in your hand, you can read cool facts about all of the stars. And the stars are realistic. There are A stars and B stars and F stars and G stars and M stars, which are real classifications for the stars in our, in our universe. So it's very, very well done. Done, by the way, by scientists. So these people yep. know what they're talking about. Uh, and Extronaut Enterprises, it's called Constellations. You can get it at your FLGS or you can get it at Amazon. And if you want even more, check out their Kickstarter. I think it's still going on. Just search for Extronaut on Kickstarter. Another great educational game for kids. Uh, you can build a rocket. Ooh, yeah, that sounds a lot of fun. Now it's time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky. Dare I ask what's going on in that brain of yours? You should don't yeah, don't. Right. She always brings up meme stuff. <laughs> memes. She's very meme to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Besides memes, one of my mm-hmm. other favorite things in the world is fan theories. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah, she really does like fan theories. <laughs> and sometimes they're really fun. I know, yeah. but I look at her and I go, you know, I mean, she likes these more than the movies. It's, it's, sometimes, it's, yeah. Well, the ones, and sometimes it's my deserved. favorite is when she gets involved in fan theories with me about shows I love that she's never seen, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> why are we having this conversation? Because I read. <laughs> yeah, but she goes, I've read a story, so I know everything. I'm what like, are oh. some of these fan theories you got, Vic? Uh, these are from 90s movies. Oh, okay. And this actually, mm. uh, this is interesting. It's uh, Sid from the original Toy Story grows up to be the garbage person in Toy Story 3 and becomes a hero. Oh, because if you don't remember, Sid was the evil kid. Yeah, that would the just... Pain oh. The pain-in-the-ass kid with the, you know, with like the spider baby doll head with yeah. the one eye. Like, Does he look like the garbage guy? He's wearing the same shirt. Oh, I you know like oh, then at oh, that I, point then I would actually believe that I believe in that theory because that's an Easter egg right there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So because of everything that goes off, he because the toys basically break the rule and you know come alive in front of him, it freaks him out. So he decides you know he's going to turn over a new leaf, becomes a sanitation worker, and then the transition starts when Sid realizes his toys are alive. You know, uh, after mutilating, excuse me. Uh, he takes it upon himself to make sure this never happens again. So he decides to rescue toys that people have thrown away and fix his broken ones. And this is why he becomes a sanitation worker. Because he's getting the... He's yeah. able to grab the toys. Yeah, he's getting those toys that I are getting thrown a, away. Love a good redemption I'm okay story. with that, yeah. yeah. That's a really nice one. 
Okay, this one is for BJ. Uh-oh. Ooh. So the re- real world in the Matrix is still a computer simulation. What? I've heard that a lot, where it was, people were trying to say, hopefully, and this really came out with the fan <laughs> theories before um, Revolutions came out, the final movie. So what gives them the idea that they think that's the case? So it's uh, there's some proof that the red pill may be a farce. So Neo uses his powers when he's supposedly outside of the Matrix. Uh, this would be impossible in the real world. Additionally, Agent Smith can control Bane even after he leaves the simulation. How? Because he never actually left. And it would be one of those things oh. where it was a, a lot of fan theories were trying to say that it was a multi-layered matrix. So it was the humans created the matrix to control the robots. So the robots thought that they were controlling the humans via the matrix. Oh. So multiple layers. Now, I believe that I read somewhere that uh, the the Wachowskis still definitely uh, believe that everything happened in the real world that you felt believed in the real world. It's just that those certain characters kind of leveled up where Neo was more along the lines of a Wi-Fi connection as opposed to something else. So he gathered the Matrix powers from the outside just due to the coding. Which, again, I don't know how that's possible. Right. But if you believe that Agent Smith can deposit himself in somebody's brain. Yeah. Which is, that's what, I mean, that's that's what that, that's what irritated me a little bit. It was like, wait a second. You know, download yourself just back into your own body. All right, I suppose then I can believe that a program could take over somebody's body because it's not. Ones the, and zeros. And if yeah. you look at it, like, uh, yeah. like humans are just electrical impulses. And the, so, bo- and the bodies they grew in the Matrix, the ones that weren't human born or natural born, were also not 100% human, right? They had like implants and a bunch of different things. Yeah, like well, they had, the, yeah, they had the little, yeah, the little pieces in them and stuff like that. So you could convince me that they had some sort of technology in them, all the humans that were grown, yeah. that would lead them to be able to do things oh, they I wouldn't normally those, be able to do. I thought those implants would just be able to suck the energy out to be like a battery i didn't know but yeah i mean i don't even yeah like they don't really explain a see, lot of that the, the idea that they have the technology to, to to basically have the world that they had those robots they were super high tech so if mm-hmm. they if they can yeah if they can go in your brain and deposit a, a computer program in your brain and take over take you over then there's a lot that probably can be done via tech like yeah. you said neo then being leveled up and connected into the framework so that he could actually see while he was blind and have an effect over the machines outside yeah, yeah sure why not but I like Vicky's fan theory. Oh, how about uh, you guys have all seen Groundhog Day? Groundhog's Day correct? Oh, with yeah. Bill Murray. Yes. Yeah. So they believe that the insurance salesman is actually the devil. Ooh. Really? So he alleges. So the first time they meet, uh, you know, they, he insults him. Um, he, the insurance guy immediately steps into a puddle. Ned laughs and shoots off a snide remark. Um, Almost like he was responsible. And on the very last day of the time loop, he finally purchases an insurance policy from him. And then he's mysteriously free. So maybe. Oh. oh. So like oh, sold like, his soul. Yeah, like and sign on basic, the dotted line sort of thing. The theory also notices that parallel. It's like, you know, maybe that is selling your soul. The devil would certainly approve. Oh. That's interesting. I mean, because the story is basically about, you know, if you live your life in a different way, that that, that he was causing his own Groundhog Day. That's the mm-hmm. idea. It was, yeah. it was him. It was just how he viewed people, how he viewed life. And then it wasn't until he changed the way he viewed people in life that he actually broke out of Groundhog's Day. Or is it the devil in that contract? Ooh. All right. One more, Vicky. All right. So uh, apparently uh, Jack from the Titanic. Oh, yeah. Is actually a time traveler. What? 
Okay, how is I've that? A, how is that a thing? Before. I have not heard this one. <laughs> right, so he's apparently a time traveler who only comes back on the ship to save Rose from committing suicide, which is altering the space-time continuum. Oh God! So Rose was pretty unhappy with her life of riches, and she grew overwhelmed with sadness that she was deciding that she was going to jump off the ship to her death. Um, the captain prob- would have probably stopped to find her, but if the Titanic stopped, it might have never hit the iceberg. This is a mega problem. If at least you know you don't buy into the butterfly effect and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the evidence lies for the fact that Jack appears wildly out of place in the era that mentions things that won't exist for years after the ship sinks. He seems possesses, seemingly possesses no currency from the period, gambling to get a ticket, and he mentions fishing at Lake Wissita, which wasn't created until like 1917, which is five years (laughs) after the Titanic sank. Jack also tells Rose that he'll take her on a roller coaster at the Santa Monica Pier, which wasn't built until 1916. So everything from his haircut to his rucksack does not fit the time. Do you think James Cameron actually, because look, he's done sci-fi, he did Terminator, do you think he actually threw a little time in there, like a little, little time yeah, traveling? he also stuff? did Avatar, which is just, it was Dances with Wolves in Space. Yeah, so, so I, mean, I mean, maybe he just really wasn't paying that much attention to like all the historical accuracies on I, it. Yeah, I love the fact that, yeah, his mistakes make it look like he planned his whole time yeah, travel right. arc. right. I do have one more real quick one. Uh, okay. So, the, apparently the hero of the fifth element, we know Corbin Dallas, is yes. much older than he looks. So the line where, you know, he's being uh, interrogated, it's like, hey, uh, are you human? He's like, negative. I, I am, am a meat, meat popsicle. popsicle. Yes. <clears throat> Apparently, it's uh, they think because he was in the military, he had such an extensive career all that time, you know, either going to these battles or just in general, like deployments, he was cryogenically frozen during oh. transit, transit. So he's actually yeah, a lot then, older. Yeah, but how much older? Because his mom's still alive. I mean, they probably could have froze her, too. Okay. Unless, unless, fan, unless that, he was like, you know, in his 20s and he looks like he's in his 40s. Something. Yeah. That fan theory has kind of got a hole in it because he does have a conversation with his mother. That's the only, I mean, she would be dead if he was actually frozen. If he's, what, 20, 30 years older than he really looks. But then, then also, this is the future, right? So how long do people live into the future? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not going, I'm not liking it. No. I'm not digging it. <laughs> but I do like the, the connection just with meat popsicle. Yeah. I just love that term. Yeah, Meat Popsicle is so cool. It's a great movie. I got to watch that again. It is a really good one. It's one of those ones that maybe you can watch to give you some uh, nice feelings uh, as opposed to some of those uh, other things. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I got to get the Blu-ray out. (laughs) Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.